Round one, go. Well, good morning, good morning, or good afternoon if you're listening to the replay. It is time for your favorite Saturday show. I'm on the edge of my chair. I can hardly wait to see what Marty's going to say. This is Doug Bassler. And this is Marty McClendon. I'm on the edge of my chair as well, knowing what I'm going to say, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Doug and Marty versus the world. You never know uh, what is going to be said on this program. And, And that's a good thing because we might just say something important or we might just make a poor um, joke or something like that. But I, you know, there's besides what's going on in our, in our wonderful lockdown fenced off capital, which you and I went last Saturday and, and set up a sound system and, we we declared the glory of God over that place. That was so much fun, brother. Thank you for doing that. By hey, the way, you're welcome. That was a blast. And uh, invitation. met some great patriots there and everything else. Mm-hmm. And what's going down in our fenced off, our armed camp, capital in Washington D.C. There's mm-hmm. other news. Did you know that? I did. There's tons and tons and tons. There's of other things. You know, so we don't have to focus on, you know, the demonic stuff. I mean, we probably should come around to a little bit of it, but we can focus on, you know, SpaceX brother. Did you hear about their rocket? They, their rocket went up six and a half miles and it landed. Uh, it actually landed on the way it's supposed to land on Mars or whatever. Right. So, you know how, you know, in the, you know, you watched all the puppet movies and stuff when you were little, right? How remember how the rocket would come down and it would the the there would be retro rockets right. and it would land right. softly and it did. It landed softly in You're Cape Canaveral. Yes. No, yes. I'm talking about the rocket, the SpaceX Starship is what Elon Musk comes up. So the one that he wants to take everybody to the moon and Mars with. Gotcha. So it okay. lands nicely on where it's supposed to on Cape Canaveral. And they said third time's the charm because the other ones, the other two that they did it crashed and burned. And then they stopped the the web stream and then it blew up brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Uh, almost there. (laughs) You know, you keep on moving forward, right? (laughs) They had it right. Come on. (laughs) Okay. It reminds so, me of a certain Seahawks game when we were on the like one yard line, brother. Yeah, Super Bowl, brother. <laughs> it's Super Bowl. Our second Super Bowl. Back to back. Yes, oh we know. Oh my god. And the ball to March on Lance. Anyway. Can somebody uh, just pitch so me? Brother. On that note, you <laughs> saw that there's a Japanese billionaire, right? Working with Elon Musk. Yes. Spotten. Uh, and it's gonna give away. You're muted, brother. I'm not sure how you muted yourself. I don't know how that worked. I waved my hand and here we go. Uh, you but waved your Japanese hand. billionaire um, by a ticket. So they're looking for eight Americans, you know, basically to apply to go into space uh, on this uh, inaugural voyage. Uh, what do you think? 2023, brother? Are you ready for a space trip? Let me get back to you on that, brother. <laughs> I want, you know, I wanted to go on the space shuttle in the yes. 1980s. I wanted to go on the space shuttle. And I, at the time I was in Bible college mm-hmm. and they picked Christy McAuliffe, a school teacher from Eugene, Oregon to go on the space shuttle and like the starship 
at Cape Canaveral, that space shuttle did not end well. And so, no, brother, I think I'll just stick to riding dirt bikes. I will say this to you, you know, people talk about what you wanted to be when you grew up. And um, my very earliest uh, dreams were an astronaut or a writer. Then I wanted to be a doctor, but then I really wanted to merge those things. I wanted to be the first doctor, medical doctor, living on the space station. So I obviously things have gone a long way probably won't be that, but think about this. I mean, space has always been something we look out to and not know. Clearly we don't haven't discovered all the stuff's in our seas either. So that's the unknown as well, but we like discovering new thing. We like just pushing the limits of our imagination. When uh, John F. Kennedy said, we're gonna put a man on the moon, it led a nation with something to look forward to. The, when Obama and administrations uh, shut down NASA, it was a travesty, but it gave room to allow a, a, a private citizen, a business, right, to enter that void. A couple of them. Right. You know, and so and from the Russians and Chinese and, of course, the Elon Musk and others, this is interesting. Jeff now Bezos we have a has a little, a little company down the street from me over here in Kent, Washington, called uh-huh. Blue Origin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, brother. Yes, I have. Yep. And the, the, the great thing, though, is the competition there will drive excellence, will drive um, uh, innovation, which we'll see. And we'll probably get a lot farther sooner because it's the private sector competing. Because they know the first one up will have the inventory, just like Elon Musk has all those satellites up there providing satellite Internet service. What a great use, way to uh, capitalize, right, using capitalism, say, hey, get up there first, establish dominance, you know, own the market share, and then we can do something else with it. You know, I think it's it's brilliant, if you ask me. I'm, so, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's very cool. I, I agree with you. Um, I'm just not interested in being one yeah. of the guinea pigs. <laughs> kind of like the vaccine, brother. You know, I uh, heard today uh, about a, a friend of mine who's praying for a lady who got the vaccine, the Pfizer one, and is now got uncontrollable shakes and other problems, brother. So I'm not super big on that one either. Even if it's free, brother. I'm well, not right going now we have about space or taking 5% of Washingtonians. Yes. 5% of Washingtonians have been vaccinated so far. They're talking and about up to a million Washingtonians being vaccinated by end of May. Great. Think about that's a massive difference between now and then. Think about this though as well. Okay, so let's this see. Vaccine, this is March 6th. Uh-huh. So that would be more than a week. Yeah, about two months, brother. You know, okay. the, the bottom line is but you go from 5%. So if you how, how much there's 7.5 million people in the state. So that okay. would be 10% uh, would be 700,000. Well, so we have 350,000. 300,000. 350,000. Yes. yes. Shots. Okay. People taking yes, needles. So far. You know, they, they used to say to they used to say hugs, not drugs, brother, but now they say drugs, not hugs. You got to social distance and take their take your drugs. What a world. Yeah. What a okay. world. Drugs, not a, hugs. This is a natural transition to um, the fact that Texas and Mississippi, yes, said we're done. We're wide open. No mask mandate. We're done. And uh, so there. Now you have Florida. You have uh, Texas. You have Mississippi. You have several other states that have no mandates. South Dakota never never did. Can we but do the show from Texas, brother? Because I'm I'm leaving. I'm heading down. I'm uh, ready to go. Brother. Right. Well, I'm they going got to Florida, great barbecue. You know. The problem with Texas, to be honest, to be perfectly honest with you, 
I like everything about Texas except one thing, brother. No mountains. What's that? Now, they do have mountains, but the mountains are in the very southwest corner of Texas by New Mexico and Old Mexico. And they don't have any trees, brother. They don't look like Mount Spokane or Mount Rainier or any of that. They look like the desert. So other than that, that's good. I have the same problem with Florida. Florida is flat. They have a mountain. It's 351 feet tall in Florida. (laughs) And they call it Sugarloaf Mountain. I'm like, are you kidding? It is a sugarloaf. It is a bread. It's a loaf of bread. Washington Mountains. What do we have? What's Mount Rainier? It's like, you know, 7,000 or something. I mean, it's really high, right? It's it's, it's high. 7,800 or it's, Uh, it's up there. I, I totally get it. We live in the most beautiful area, I believe, in the nation and sometimes so in the, in the world when the, when the sun's out. Uh, we got to win it back. You're right. However, when you think about the, our kids in Florida have been in school since last May. Um, uh, Texas have been open. This, this idea that where we suffer more here. There was an interview the other day. We talked about this on the radio show with uh, Nancy Hart from the band Hart from Seattle. She moved away into a conservative Wilson, area yes. and she was yes. blown away. Yeah. She was blown away on how other people had different opinions and it was okay. And they were nice people. They were conservatives. And she goes, did realize that she was in a bubble, a liberal bubble in Seattle, you know, and it's more than that because today, all across the board, they're talking about this cancel culture. You and I were talking about this six years ago on the radio. We're saying, oh, no, brother, we don't talk about it because we're afraid of getting canceled. No, no, no. (laughs) um, I got to tell you, brother, ever afraid of being Uh, canceled. We couldn't even do this show, brother. That's right. Well, we talked about Gina Carano from uh, Mandalorian, right? Yes. Now it's Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. I mean, crying out loud. You know, it's a guy, you know, so, uh, but, you know, but Mr. Potato so has no more story, right? Right. And then, you know, of course, Dr. Seuss is somehow to infinity and beyond right? racist or something. I don't yes. know. Well, um, yeah. And the Muppets, <laughs> rather the Muppets too. And the Muppets. The Muppets are racist too. You know, if, if everything's racist, then nothing's nothing racist. Is. If everybody's special, then no one's special. You know, so um, there are approximately 70% of Americans are white brother. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? Yeah. And so you have this small vocal minority that is calling us names. We are Mm -hmm. crackers. We are racist. We are all these things based on something that we cannot control. We had no control over the Caucasianness of our DNA. And so I I if we're going to go after Caucasians for racism, I think we should go after the Caucasians who are racist. I of course am referring to KKK, right. Civil War Democrats. Yep. I'm yep. talking about them. And this idea that all white people, because they are white, are racist. Now, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I have in my life been insensitive because of ignorance about culture. 
cross cultural stuff. I did that in Mexico with the Mexicans, stepped on toes, did wrong things. They just laughed, corrected me, helped me understand the culture. I, when I got my very, very first black pastor friend invited me to a black church Brother, he helped me to understand the culture so that I wouldn't mm-hmm. do stupid white boy stuff. Okay. And, he, you know, he never saw me as malicious, just ignorant. It's like, I don't know. I didn't I grow see up you like that. I too, Doug. Come on, come on. That's good. Well, and, and, and I, <laughs> you know, and I, I received that. Right. I would rather be ignorant than stupid. Right. Yeah. Ignorant yeah. means you don't or know. Or, stupid or means mean, you can't or, know. Right. Yeah. Or right. you're intentionally wrong or whatever. And so. I think if we're going to do this thing, we've got to call out the Democratic Party. They're the only institution still around from that time that actively not only supported slavery, Jim Crow, KKK, but was the the, the driving force behind it. And they've never, Marty, ever apologized They've never yep. said, we're sorry, we're changing. They just change. They they point the finger somewhere else. And now they're doing what they've always done, inciting racism for political power. Right. It's the, a the really vision. ugly thing, brother. It says that basically a, a kingdom divided amongst itself will fall, right? The idea here is they divide and conquer through power and control, the, the fear and mongering. This, the Democrat Party, I, thought, I was thinking about this the other day, and of course, we're not talking about all Democrats, we're talking about the party platform, the party, what it stands for in the history, the actual facts of, they were the party of slavery. They're the facts of the party of Jim Crow. They're the facts that they fought against giving slaves the right to vote. That in fact, they're the ones that actually, still to this day, enslaved through policy, through the welfare policy, many neighborhoods in, in, uh, in the black community. And that actually created massive poverty with the single parent households thing. Um, it's one of those things. And it's where Margaret Sanger got her idea and planted Planned Parenthoods, 80% of them in black neighborhoods. And still to this day, three out of five abortions happen by black women. This is, this is wrong. This is genocide attack. This is racism propagated and they're supportive. The Democrat Party is proud supporters of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, started by Margaret Sanger, still to this day, put their areas in low-income neighborhoods, Terrible, predominantly uh, black neighborhoods, uh, attacks the black population. Sac- and they're told this is a right. Baby to convenience, yep. to whatever. And yeah, it's, it's a high percentage of the black uh, population that's being decimated by abortion. It's, it's a mm-hmm. high, you know, it's like, I don't know if it's one in two, but you know, it's, it's a number like that. And I don't, you know, without knowing, I don't want to say, I know it's this number. Robert Blackman, a, a state rep in Utah said it was three out of five. Black children aborted. Yes. So you're talking about more than 50% of pregnancies in the black community being terminated while our borders are wide open, throw open the doors to anybody from around the world that wants to come over the Southern border. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's that doing for them? You know, do black lives really matter or don't they? Let me clarify that. You said three out of five abortions are from a black. Okay. No, I'm, but I'm, but I mean a certain number of there's a, there's a high number of black pregnancies that are terminated by abortion. And, and so the black community would be much larger, much more robust. I did that. the math. I did the math on this. We've got estimated 60 million babies um, 
killed in a womb, abortion since Roe v. Wade. And we, of course, we had abortion before that. Of that, if you do the math according to CDC numbers, actual numbers based on those that are in the black community, it was like 16 million black babies were killed over the last number of years, 40 years, whatever it is. Um, and you think about that, what difference that would make in our population? Right now, they're 12% of the population. They'd be like 30% of the population of America. And what kind of power you'd have and what kind of strong communities you'd have if it wasn't for abortion? This is this is a outsized attack on one race. So if you want to talk about racism, like you said, talk about the real culprits of this. Of course, we know it's spiritual. We know it's the devil behind that as well. But there is a vehicle that the devil is using right now that is anti-God, that is anti-family, that is anti-generational, that is pro-socialism, that is pro-abortion, and it's, it's the Democrat Party. You know, so pro-perversion, uh, pro-murder, pro-lawlessness, uh, mm -hmm. defunding the police. So Brother, there's a there's a laundry list of things we don't want. Right. So. Two things, three things on that real quick, like Doug, to your, your very, very good point. Seattle, uh, another judge let out another uh, convicted criminal uh, back on the streets because they don't want to prosecute any crime. Seattle City Council also said that any basically the oh, the, the Washington State Supreme Court um, said the person who said that wasn't my pants, but the drugs were in. So possession is not a criminal act anymore. Just like Oregon, they legalized drug possession. And basically, this is de facto in our state as well tied together that we had 5,000 border crossings in one day on, on Wednesday this week across the board. That's the ones they know about. And at the national level, the, the uh, House and the Senate are pushing this HR1 thing, which is nationalizing our elections. They want to have mail-in ballots nationwide. They want to have no voter ID. And they want to basically give everybody that comes across the border citizenship. This is what they're pushing. This is radical, brother. And so th th right now, when you have control, the House, the Senate, and the presidency, which the Democrats do, and they're controlled with the radical wing of the Democrat Party, which we just talked about, is against the, just about everybody listening to across the ACN network. Uh, it would be against their values, family, God, family, country, in a sense. And so they're pushing this, this thing. If it, if it gets passed and signed... And the, the states lost their rights to conduct elections, even if they well, hopefully, look uh, you know, we're obviously we've been betrayed already mm -hmm. by the highest court in the land. Uh, Washington state is, you know, we're completely up a creek because of our Supreme Court being a nine zero Democrat packed Supreme Court. Um, so our firewall, politically speaking, is the Supreme Court. Thank goodness for, you know, three appointees uh, by the, during the, the Trump administration. However, they've already shown a reluctance to push back against whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of talk of compromise and, you know, people are compromised. What do they got on, you know, what do they got on uh, Kennedy, whatever. So, um, so there is a firewall, but the real firewall, Marty, for this is what happens when we're on our knees. Yes. What happens when we are on our knees before God, not on our knees before Jay Inslee, not on our knees before the uh, the 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 so-called President Biden who stole this last election, and yes, I'm one of those. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they could go on about Russian collusion for four years, then I can go on as long as I want about them stealing the election in Georgia, Philadelphia, and so on. 
Mm-hmm. And Arizona. Yep. And, and so, uh, you know, God bless Mike Lindell and buy some my pillows. He's Amen. not paying us to say that. All right. And um, he's being sued, by the way. Did you know that? Dominion is Dominion yep. uh, Voting Systems is suing him. He, they've fallen into his trap. You know, when you've got lawsuits going on, you get to do depositions, you mm-hmm. get to do discoveries. I mean, what a wonderful world. Hallelujah. But Hallelujah. I'm saying our firewall is what we're going to do. Are we going to have the courage that you and I have been talking about for the last two years and, and really longer, but mm-hmm. you know, ne- that we prophetically saw the necessity for courage at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, when we even did some TV shows on that. Mm-hmm. And um, little did we know that what we were speaking was going to become so critical. Now, everybody's not a Martin Clendon. And, you know, and thank God for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're glad we're, you know, <laughs> because, you know, frankly, we need, you know, an army needs you know, it needs cooks and it needs pilots and it needs drivers and it needs people with rifles on the front line. And it needs, you know, it needs a organization and strategy. And I mean, it requires every, but it does require everybody to function at a level of excellence, mm-hmm. right. To do their part. And so I want to encourage our listeners, the Doug and Marty versus the world listeners to join the army of Jesus, you know, we, we may never fight in the infantry, fly, you know, shoot the artillery, fly over the enemy, the, the old song, right? right? But we're in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. And Amen. we're going to, you know, so what do, how do we do this? In the book of John, the gospel of John, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. And so my contention my proposition is if you don't know his voice you need to figure out how to hear his voice because he was he is speaking you know jesus didn't say man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god he said by every word that proceeds Mm -hmm. it's a proceeding process that's coming out of the mouth of god and he is wanting to have a relationship with you one-on-one, mano y mano, just you and me, just me and Jesus. Now, there's a corporate thing, and we got to have that accountability and stuff like that, right? Because sometimes we can get mm-hmm. off and get weird because we're, you know, we're humans. We're susceptible. Yeah. But Jesus said, don't be deceived yep. in the last days. And he, he gave us this. So, obviously, we can be deceived. Mm-hmm. So, we don't want to be. But we've got to hear from God. So, you know, in our small groups, you know, the <laughs> this whole thing with the masks, you know, my wife was telling me that uh, our good friend Lane had posted on Facebook the other day that when they enslaved the Egyptians, when they enslaved people, they put a mask on them to dehumanize them, to subservient exactly. them. Yep. Yep. And so we've got to have our groups you, we've got to stand courageously that, you know, the free exercise of religion does not include hand sanitizer and masks. Okay. <laughs> the free exercise of religion is the free exercise. That's what we choose. Now, if our, if our congregation chooses that, you know, good, you're good to go. I, I don't want to come, but you know, if you want to do that, but the idea is that they, the governor under no circumstance, no emergency 
circumstance. The courts have held this up, Marty, that the Constitution is not suspended even in case of emergency. Mm -hmm. And so let's um, let's get on our knees and let's fight in prayer. I am reminded of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was the cup bearer to the current king, the the basically the the pagan king at the time, right? And the Lord gave him a word, and he said, "I need to restore the the the, the city, the walls of the city." And, and the civil government, the civil king, gave him the authority and the resources to go build, rebuild Jerusalem. This is cool, but the key there was everybody had a place at the wall. Everybody had their own right. position along Good the morning. wall that they had to defend against the attacks of those that did one of them stop the work. And they were and also and, and provide their family, but they still yeah. have work to do. And it was working together, doing their part. To your point, so it wasn't it was like they had to be I'm called to do this. I got to trust that Doug's going to do his job and Joe's going to do his job and Susie's going to do their job at the same time. And we're going to pray God's will. We're going to defend our values, our family, our culture, while we build this wall, while we take ground, while we follow God's command. So it's, it's just, it encourages me, but it was that partnership when we're in God's will, even civil government will come alongside and say, yes, I'll support that because it's it's a blessing to those that live there. And so we, we always preach the politics and the, and the religion and, and the family. It's relationship with Jesus, knowing that some of us are called into the government mountain because it affects so many people. If your heart is for your neighbor and you want to make sure that their kids and their great grandkids actually have a future and a freedom that we exist, then you've got to fight for it. And where you fight for it is on your knees, as Doug said, and in the legislative buildings and process. Because we're, if we're not there, than somebody else is. We've got to take the battle there and have to argue. Many, many, many great people all throughout Scripture would testify the truth that is Jesus Christ. But they would be in the battle. They would be in the arena. They'd be in the, the synagogues. They'd be in the churches. They'd be out in the streets against civil government as well, saying, this is the truth. You're doing wrong. You're going the wrong way. You're, you're putting millstones over your people. You know, take the burdens off. That's really what we're about. We're praying for us, our neighbors, and God's will to be done. And he doesn't want us all to be enslaved in debt and angry at each other. He wants us to. Yeah, it's for liberty that yep. he set us free, brother. Yep. Come on. You're still going. I, you're not. I know. Amen, me, brother. brother. I'm just saying amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know, don't want to interrupt Marty when he's no, no. he's on a roll. Uh, um, Governor Kumo. Yeah. Kumo. And. Yeah. Governor DeSantis are two largest states, right? California, New York. Well, uh, you're talking about either Newsom in California. Newsom, I'm right. I'm not talking about DeSantis. I meant Newsom. I I slip of the tongue. Sorry. Uh, In trouble, brother. They're in trouble. Uh Is God removing them? You know, Donald Trump gave a speech last week brother yes, did. did you I catch any that. of that i caught a little bit of it, it did was you catch classic. it how was it yeah. it was classic trump what i loved about the cpac speech for the actual rightful president of the united states in 2021 donald j 
Trump is he's not backing off. He's talking about our movement stronger than ever. We won't quit. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. I mean, you just want to stand up and say the pledge, brother. Right. You know, red, white and blue. You know, and maybe that's red meat, but it is because we, we, we're desperate for values. We're desperate for some kind of national pride. And he brought that some toughness, some strength. When we're, when we're the juxtaposition is this cancel culture where I'm offended at everything. And if you don't agree with me hundred percent, I'm going to go after you and destroy your job, your family, your reputation or whatever. And we're seeing that across America. Then you have the flip side and say, no, no, go live your life. Go, go succeed or fail, try again, whatever. We're here. We're Americans. We do greater things. We can come together. We can go to the moon. These are, these are dichotomy. They are completely different viewpoints. And so what you see is clearly four years of America first, greatest job growth in, in the last 50 years and, and, and best ever in certain segments of the economy when it comes to Hispanic and black and, and neighborhoods to immediately... You were seeing at the at the gas pump. We went from two dollars a gas a gallon of gas to over three bucks a gallon of gas already, and it's before the economics taking effect. Before Washington State passes more taxes on our gases here, it's the idea here that you limit supply, you cancel all these different executive orders that freed us up, made us energy independent, and now we have to rely on our enemies. Our enemies who want ill for us, Russia, China, the Middle East, for our oil supply. That makes no sense unless you want us to be weaker, which we know Obama talked about managing America's decline. Trump came in and says, no, our best days are in front of us. Make America great again. We are on the rise. Uh, Now Biden's coming back saying, nope. It's once again, going back to the place where we are on decline. We are not on decline. This is one nation under God. God, I know. Yeah, Biden's on decline. Found. We know he's on decline. Brother. Yes, he is. I know. And, uh, and uh, Kamala's waiting in the wings. cut off the news feeds and stuff because he starts to drift off. He sees a moth or something. Mm-hmm. And well, not a, that actually isn't there either, to, which is really To weird. that point, um, he called you a name today. He called me a name today. Yes. Um, after the news that Mississippi and Texas removed all mandates and, and took masks and said no more mask mandates, he said it's Neanderthal thinking um, from the White House. And so I thought the name calling thing was was supposed to be only Trump, but no, Neanderthal. So if I, you, am you believe- uh, I am personally <laughs> complimented by that term, brother. You are. Okay. My, I, my, my goal is to work up to being a Neanderthal, brother. I mean, <laughs> Neanderthals are tough, dude. Yeah. They ride, they ride DRZ 400 Suzuki's. They eat, <laughs> they eat red meat. They brother, drive they Dodge over, Ram trucks with they Hemis cook in it? over an open fire, brother. They raise their children to salute the flag and to love their mom and to take care of her. They, you know, we God bless Christian nationalism. God bless Neanderthals. God bless rednecks. Mm-hmm. You know, I was raised a redneck, brother. And I yes. and I raised a redneck. My son drives an F-150, just like you, brother. He hunts, he fishes. We went fishing yep. today, brother, and we caught I, a ton of fish. Awesome. I saw pictures the of some. If you need any, I have some. And, and it looks like the flounder then you got today? Yes. Or? We, nice. we got fan mail from some flounders, to quote Bullwinkle. But, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. And it was a gorgeous day on the Puget Sound. I mean, you could see Mount Rainier. I'm telling you, brother, we're not giving up Washington without a fight. We're not giving up America without a fight. 
The, the man that I went fishing with is Anatoly Petrick. Good guy. He is a, a, an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, brother. And you've never seen a more red, white, and blue Christian guy than this guy. This guy absolutely loves America. He looked at me as we were driving the boat back. He says, nowhere in the world could we do this. And I'm like, what? And he's like, go on, ta- on, a, on an afternoon, go out on a boat and just do this because we wanted to. And he said, and besides that, nowhere else in the world has the Puget Sound. <laughs> there we go, right? Yeah, right. And it's ours. It belongs to Jesus. Now, and it belongs to us. Yes, this this is important, though. You know, we are Christians. We are believers. Well, of course, we're Republicans. We're involved in politics. We both have pastored churches before or been on staff. So we, we are compassionate about our neighbors. The immigration issue has been around a long, long time, and it's never really been addressed. But to your point, uh, Anatoly and others like him, there was a story I heard just today about an Iranian immigrant. It took 15 years to become a U.S. citizen. It was his desire. He's patriotic. He loves this nation. And he's offended. He's hurt. He's frustrated because the political left, the Democrats, the Biden administration, those in power right now are basically saying, everybody around the world, you want a free entry. If you come up from the South, you're free to come in. You'll be made citizens right away. That's not fair. It's not fair in a place where people that value to want to come here, bring value, spend the time going through it the right way, 15 years, and then they have to take pride in this nation versus come in, we'll make you citizens, then you be on the voter database. Nationalize the voter rolls with no ID, so we actually pad the voter rolls so we always vote Democrat. It's, it's, it, when, you, when you see the veneer is off, and it's all about political power and control. You see the the COVID in a new in a new light. You see the vaccine in a new light. You see elections in a new light. You see immigration. That it's not about compassion for the people. It is about political power. And that just disgusts me because we are about compassion. We want the best thing for them. We want those places where those people are running from to be better places, to expand freedom, liberty, and, and economic prosperity around the world, which is what America has done. More so than any nation in the history of the world has lifted the people out of poverty around the world. We need to do more of that. Brother, 350,000 white American Republican men died, gave their lives, shed their blood to end Democrat slavery in the South, in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Right. We never had slavery in Washington state. My, um, my ancestors moved into the United States of America in the 1880s. 15, over 15 years after the end of the civil war, they moved Mm -hmm. into the Chicago area. My grandfather fought in world war one. He went AWOL at the end of the war, like a lot of them did, toured Europe and grabbed the transport home, moved to Washington State in the 1920s. And the Basslers have been in Washington ever since. Wow. Now there's other Basslers still over in the Chicago area. I try to actually connect with them because, you know, this thing called LinkedIn and stuff like that, that, you know, it's like, hey, I think we're cousins, you know, or whatever. We'll Mm -hmm. see what they do. But I'm just saying, brother, uh, we didn't have anything to do with it. So should I have to pay reparations? My family came here from Germany in the 1880s, right? 
Right. What, what about, um, so this whole idea of reparations, brother. Well, I'm talking about immigration too, but reparations, immigration, all of them. It's the idea America's is America's had a lot of immigration yes. since the 1860s is what I'm saying, brother. We, we still have the most generous legal immigration. Over a million people a year are legally allowed to come into this nation. Almost as good as Canada's. <laughs> you know, it's amazing to me for the size of the country you are. You know, you know why Canada's is better, brother? Why is that? Because they've got as much land mass or more than we have, and they've only got 30 million people, brother. Yeah. <laughs> they need right. everybody. We have 350. Come to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> 10% of our population, twice as much land. Yeah. So I will tell you this. Um, I have a statement, brother. Yes, it is. So let me know what you think about this. You may not have seen it. Uh, I did a Facebook post, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, it, it, I like old shows. I, you know, when I came home from school, when I grew up in the eighties, uh, which I think you were, uh, were a couple years apart, but I watched Gilligan's Island and I watched Hogan's Heroes and I go, this feels like Stalag 13. We're being locked down. The leaders have no clue what they're doing on going on. It's, it's, it's absurd. And I go, then I go, well, remember how Colonel Clink looks? I pulled up a picture of Inslee and Clink and they could be brothers. They could be twins brother and so i posted i go you know you never seen those two together in the same room together i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if they are the same person but let's just say we've never seen them in the same room at the same time i get it brother super villain James oh my gosh you know think about it because it's like i'm gonna do this and then okay really and then who's actually running the show what's going on behind the scenes uh, can I the, just can I just say, brother, you have an imagination that is second to none. <laughs> just <can't. laughs> now, I was thinking that he was actually Gilligan. So Gilligan's mm. in charge of the Titanic. Uh, this baby's going down. Um, I, I want to just what can we do? about this thing. Now I'd said earlier about, I talked about hitting our knees mm -hmm. and I, I understand some people don't kneel, but you know, let's stand or pray. Let's just pray. Right. Let's find out right. what God wants to do. But you know, I want to just bring this up because it's coming up quicker than you think. Filing week is coming up in May and people that are listening to us, many of you, I know this prophetically and I know it because I'm just a smart person. I think you're supposed to run for school board. You're supposed, listen to me, run for city council, run for county council, run for water district, run for all the different, you know, dog catcher, whatever, right? whatever is available, run for it and don't disqualify yourself. I'm telling you, I don't care what you've done. You're not as bad as a Democrat. They're worse. Okay. They I want to pervert yeah. our kindergartners. Yes. They want to destroy the family, destroy the border, destroy our economy. Stop. I mean, why would you want to outlaw fossil fuels? Why? Because you want to destroy America. You want to subserviate us to China. Mm -hmm. These guys are idiots. The, the communists call them useful idiots. It's like we're going to take America down a notch. Well, someone's going to be in charge. And I'm yes. telling you, you don't know. There's nobody on the planet more racist than the Chinese communist government. They mm -hmm. believe that China is supposed to rule the world, the Chinese people, and everybody else is supposed to be their slave. Heck, they enslave their own people. You think they're going to treat, you think we become a, uh, let's say we become a, a, 
a Chinese satellite state, that the Pacific becomes a Chinese lake, so to speak. Do you think if after what they do to their own population mm-hmm. that they're going to treat Jay Inslee good? That Who's that one governor that was sleeping with the spy? Yeah, that like, was a state. That was a U.S. rep. That was no, no, no. Small, there was a governor. Up. So uh, I'm uh, uh, back in one of the Midwest states. Uh, with Chinese spy and all that, best friends, and everybody thinks they were, you know, all that. Any rate, brother. Well, there was uh, Eric Swalwell, which is a California, uh, slept with a bang bang, or fang fang, her name was, um, <laughs> for many, many years. And then you had <laughs> Diane Feinstein, who her driver was a Chinese spy. Oh my gosh. Um, well, look, I, I know spies are good at what they do, right? And, right. and that, that's, you know, that's the thing. And, you know, Lord, keep us safe from all that. But I do want to encourage our listeners. I want to come back to this. I want to hit it again. Run for office. If you physically or something for some reason you can't, then you've got to get along, get alongside others. Become a PCO. That stands for precinct committee officer. That is the grassroots uh, number one in control of the political party person, precinct committee officer, anybody can be one as long as you, you know, swear an oath or whatever to the, you know, to be true to the party. Um, and of course we know what those are worth with Jamie Butler and, uh, Dan Newhouse, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what Jesse Young shared on their program just a a short time ago about, Hey, the party platform's already a compromise. It's already a compromise. So these people, they say, well, we got to compromise the party platform. It's already a compromise. At any rate, becoming a precinct committee officer. If you, if you don't know how to do it, go to DougAndMarty.com and contact us. Hit the contact button. We will figure it out for you. We will help you because we're on your side. If you want to run for office and you don't know what to do, go to DougAndMarty.com mm-hmm. and... Uh, what was that website again, Marty? DougAndMarty.com. DougAndMarty.com. So, I wonder more thing. where that name came from. Anyway, I know. Go, and they can go there and we'll help them. We, we will. will help you. We'll we put promise. you in contact with the right people in your county because the, the parties are a county party. Yes. And then you have a district, the district that you live in. There's a district party. And you know what we need more than anything right now is precinct committee office PCOs. We can yeah. get those. And that is These actually the, an elected position. It is. You get elected for it. You get to um, vote for the party leadership. But I will say one more thing, Doug. There's something that I have not talked about on this show and you haven't as well much. It's one of those things where there are literally thousands. If you're not ready to run for office, which we believe you are, do it. There are commissions. There are thousands of commissions where they're looking for volunteers to give advice. It could be uh, the, uh, the housing commission. It could be uh, the, you know, public um, police, public police. Um, it could be fair housing. It could be whatever. The other day I watched a, a, a Pierce County council meeting and they basically volunteer stepped up. They were being um, assigned and sworn into all different types of commissions. And I go, what a great place to serve. Yes, some people use it to pad their resume, but what a great place to get involved in the government process on a board or a panel where you're talking about the issue that you care about. If you are, have a passion about education, there are panels for that and commissions for that. If you're passionate about land use or water rights or whatever, there are commissions for that as well. We can help you get connected on those things too. We need calm, level-headed 
Bible-believing, evangelical, conservative, normal people to go in and calmly and coolly present our side of the argument. Right now, it seems like all you hear is defund the police and all white people are bad and Christians are nationalists and all this different stuff. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an all out propaganda war by the media, by the traditional media, the social media, the different things. And yet God, but God brother. And, you know, there's organizations like citizens Alliance for property rights, caper. They'll teach you how to do it. There's FPIW family policy Institute of Washington. You go to FPIW.org. They will help you how to communicate, how to be level headed. You don't just go in there half cocked with, you know, mad and start yelling. It doesn't work like that. Go in there calmly with your outline, ready to present your argument calmly, clearly. Yeah. There's a place to be angry. There's a, but you know, but it's not, uh, that's not where, that's not where it starts, right? It starts with let's, you know, like Glenn Morgan says mm-hmm. all the time on, on his, we, the governed, we, the governed.com, by the way, great mm-hmm. news outlet, Glenn Morgan's news outlet. The future belongs to those that show up mm-hmm. just showing up is, so, is a huge blessing. Yes. Uh, uh, before we get too far into the end of the show here too, I want to bring up, we brought it up before, and this is not, and for all those that are teachers out there, we, we support what you do. It's not an easy job. You know, we understand that in different levels of grades, private school, public school, you name it, it's one of those things. Our friends over at the Freedom Foundation has this thing about optoutnow.com, which is for teachers to get out of the teachers union. There's a point, though, where a union, which, uh, look, over the history of unions, private sector unions have done a lot of good to get workplace safety, uh, a good wage, and so forth. I'm a big supporter. But these public sector unions, like the teachers union, which is the strongest political advocacy group in the state, and in the nation, one of the most strongest as well, as far as the National Teachers Union, they are literally keeping kids from going back to school. The teachers union in Tacoma was said they would have a sick out. They wouldn't need to show up to work even after Governor Inslee said the kids need to go back to school. Uh, this has happened all across this nation where teachers unions who are mandatory pay, mandatory dues are saying, no, until teachers get vaccinated, until this happens, until this happens, we're not going back to school. It's putting your kids, once again, making our kids a political pawn. I don't, I, once again, I don't, I don't have any bones about you fighting for what is right for pay and, and, and conditions. But when you use our kids as pawns and it's not really about the education, when you tell us it's about the kids and it's never about the kids, the kids actually are the ones that suffer. Yes, we have a choice to pull them out of public education. Yes, we have a choice to do pro, uh, homeschooling. Yes, we have a choice to pay for private education. I get that. But the point is here, this is wrong. Uh, and right now we need to understand that this is what's happening. This is this mega um, public sector union that is controlling and pulling the strings. I think the thing that's wrong is that we're still paying them. You know, mm-hmm. if, they, if we quit, if we said, okay, your furloughs run out, don't go back to school, no money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers union is very, very um, generous to Democrats in donations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, you know, that's another thing. It's like this, it's like this, uh, 
uh, it's a scandal is what it is. It's very scandalous. Frankly, I'm glad schools are closed because, um, you know, Jay Inslee's turned us all into homeschooling preppers. Right. Right. Um, we're, you know, we're doomsday prepping and homeschooling and gun, you know, gun sales are through the roof and all this stuff because of, of, you know, people are like, Hey, and also the fact that, you know, parents are having to re, you know, have to figure out how to raise their own kids. You know, this idea right. that we have both mom and dad working and everything else, I get it. Right. And I'm not like, you know, my wife was blessed to be in the home for most of our, you know, as we were raising our five kids. And, but, you know, now she works with me, she's co-owner of the business and all that. She's an intelligent, amazing person, you know, but she chose to, to invest her life into my kids. And I just honor that, you know, it's a great thing. And we decided to homeschool. We have, we homeschool most of our kids and we're homeschooling right now because, you know, Callie's in her senior year and we, the only option is homeschool. Because mm-hmm. at schools, the high schools are closed and what they're trying to do is ridiculous, you know, and nobody fails and, you know, everybody wins right. and all that. You know, that's how bridges fall down, brother. That's how airplanes fall out of the sky. Like you everybody said, wins. Nothing matters and you know, whatever. If everybody winner, then no one's really winner, right? The, yeah. the idea here, I will say this, just a shout out to Gig Harbor where my kids go. Um, they told the teachers and the teachers union said, if you don't want to come back to school, that's fine. We'll find somebody else who can do your class for you. Uh, and, and then when you come back, you can teach the classes available. Uh, they're coming back. If there's back any class. available. Yeah. yeah. And they're coming back. So I, yeah, money, I was, money yeah. answers all things. That's in the Bible, brother. What is it? <laughs> yeah, money answers yeah. all things. It's a proverb. It, you know, it, it's, it's like, Hey, I, I'm not going to go plow the field if the, if the farmer doesn't pay me. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. you, you know, you, you know, we've all probably had that thing where we worked and they did and they stiffed us or whatever. Yep. You only, you only do it once. You don't go back and keep working for the guy hoping that, well, maybe someday they'll pay me. I, I still, to this day, and I've forgiven, I've, I've let it go, but I still remember as a young man in East Wenatchee doing lawn mowing, a five bucks a lawn, there was this truck driver guy that had this huge lawn and I charged five bucks for lawn. This lawn was like probably should have been worth 20 at the time. Um, and he was always gone. So I'll catch you next time. I'll catch you next time. And so this guy owed me like 40 bucks. And for when, when you're like 12, 40 bucks is a lot of money. Anyway, so I remember that going. Then I finally you had to buy go, a right. ton of cigarettes with that, brother. <laughs> Back in the day. So now it's not a big deal. But I was like, oh, dude, uh, you know, how do you not pay a kid? Come on. So I'm sure he had his reasons. But Yeah, he was he needed beer or whatever. <laughs> and you just kept cutting his line. Okay, my we, we know we know what kind of a kid you were. Hopefully. You was grown up <laughs> enough to realize this guy's never going to pay you. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, um, back to work, back to school, back to life, back to eating out, back to um, going to movies, back to having concerts, back to church. Yes. Pack the church out, pack the altar out. Let's have an altar call. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Savior, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make, uh, make Jesus the Lord of your life. Right. And you cannot now. I heard about a big church over here in on the west side. They've decided to never have church again. Uh, churches are closing. Satellite churches are closing. The big screens, the smoke machines and the skinny jeans are over. And people are looking for something that's real. 
and something that's true and something that's right. You know, we've been having street church for almost a year now and in another month, it'll be a year. Wow. That we've been having street church and we're seeing people come to the Lord right and left. And people that have been not going to church are crying and, and it's, it's the poor and it's the rich brother. There's no difference. Every person needs Jesus and they know it. We have epidemic drug use, epidemic overdose, epidemic suicide, all of these things. It's the heart. It doesn't matter how much money you've got, how successful you are. God has put it into every person that you're not complete without him. You've got to have Jesus or you're not complete as a person. So I know we probably have non-Christians listening to the program. I don't know why. Um, probably because of you. Um, but I want to invite you right now. If you don't know the Lord, you can know him. You can say, Jesus, are you there? Are you real? He always answers that prayer, brother. He always answers that prayer. Amen. So, you know, let's get, let's get open. Let's get going. Let's defy the lockdown. Let's stop the slave mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, waiting for, I got another 600 bucks from the feds. I mean, what? I mean, let's see, I used to make 60,000 a year and now I make 1800 from the, you know, they can't afford to pay us. We can't become a welfare state. There's too many of us. That's the point though, is just enough to be like, okay, I'll give you more, right? Give some of my freedom up, some of my liberty up for security or safety, which is you need, you get neither. That's the whole saying there. And so, but yeah, without being a downer, we are optimistic, Our best days are ahead of us. You said it earlier. I did. Uh, The best days are ahead of us. And when people have seen now, they'll see the truth. The more we see it, the more we open up, they will try at some point to use something else to shut us down again. And it won't happen. People have had enough. The political left, the center, the right, all of us are tired of this. Uh, We're tired of not Californians, brother. We're we're tired of not being able to gather together as family and friends and and have a relationship, which is what we're designed to do. The two things: love God, like you said, God shape hold in our heart, and love one another. We can't do that without for not in relationship. You can't one another one another without one another. (laughs) Right (laughs) there, we go. Right, (laughs) we're not supposed to forsake the assembling together of the body. Right. Right. You know, uh, right. Like I said, this major church, they're, they're even doing a thing where they can, you can baptize yourself. Brother, the very first thing that God said wasn't good in the Bible, the rule of first mention, mm-hmm. not being it's alone. not good for a man to be alone. Right. You know, we're not, we're not designed. We are designed for relationship and zoom don't cut it. You know, I mean, I'm happy for FaceTime. I'm glad to be able to see the grandkids on FaceTime, my daughter, whatever, but it's nothing like picking them up and hugging them and giving them some little present or something. I mean, it's just like, you know, having them kiss your face, brother. Mm -hmm. Right. And just, you know, this is what we must have on this lie that this pandemic, I mean, brother, they built a hospital at century league field where the Seahawks play and they, they never put a single person in it. They tore it down quietly and moved it away a year ago. And they're still locking us down. They were expecting, that's what this thing was supposed to be. Thousands and thousands, millions of people dying. The Spanish flu of 1918, right? Mm, right. And it's not what's happening. No, it's not. And yet they will try to distract you as well. Cuomo, like you said before, is under trouble, but he's only in trouble for 
sexual harassment. He's not in trouble not for, for killing sending, all those people, killing people. To the, but apparently, we saw the news this week too. Murderer. Jay Inslee done the same thing. He sent COVID positive patients back to nursing home, which is where this started in our state. These it murderers will homes. be judged. They got. Right. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God is, is looking to do right now in this day, in this hour, the greatest revival we've ever seen, the greatest great awakening That's right. for America. Our best days are ahead of us. You were there. You were there last week with us on the street. You are see, you saw what we saw. We were there at the Capitol together, you and I fighting for, for the, for the church, for, for freedom and for Jesus. And we're yep. not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. And wow, we're out of time. I'm playing for righteous leaders. That's right. Come on. (laughs) So uh, again, think about running for office. If you want to contact us, go to DougAndMarty.com. You can also see links to our previous broadcasts and things like that. Marty's fixing to go on vacation. Who knows what's going to happen next Saturday? It might be solo. It might be me and the fifth Beatle, Glenn Morgan. Who knows? We'll be back next week somehow. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world.